And we're rolling. Yay! There we go. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, the first podcast of 2019. We are. We're in the 19th. And we are on the letter N. N. N for 19, New Year? 19. Yeah, 19. And for Nick. Nick. Because Nick, and it's Nick's birthday, or was? Yes, it's my birthday month, which was last Saturday. Yes, the 19th. The 19th, yeah? Yes. In 19. In 2019, 19, yeah, there we go, yeah. And we are drinking uh, Nero, not the not the Roman Emperor, because that'd be perverse. Um, or the coffee, actually. Or the coffee, yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Italian Nero. Um, would you like to describe the taste, Keely? Because oh. you, you're the wine connoisseur. I'm not a wine connoisseur. Well, you both are finding different types of wine. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this challenge yeah, of finding the wine with the name, alphabetical wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, hang on. So Keely's having a sip. Swishing it's it around the mouth. It's red. It's red. Because <laughs> we red. always drink red. Yeah, red. It's not got a very heavy taste. It's not got a very tannin, like a Ooh, tannins. Tannins, yeah. Um, quite smooth. Smooth. Very good. She looks like a proper wine connoisseur here, doesn't <laughs> so it? So fake. If you can visualise, <laughs> what was that? What was her name? The one from the food and Jilly, somebody wasn't it? Hmm. From the food and drinks show. She's oh yeah. Yeah. She's very oh. good. She's swishing. She's swishing. She just spat it on the floor. Yeah, the dog's now licking it. <laughs> the dog's licking it. Up. Right, hang on. It's got legs, I think. Yes, it has got legs. Got legs. Oh, that's what it means, is it? Yeah, because you're looking for the alcohol. Oh, the, the, the remember the alcohol um, ring there. I obviously, obviously, you don't really have a glass this full to no. be able to do that. No. Yeah. That's and I'm getting berries. There you're we getting go. Berries. Hang on, let's, <laughs> let's just check on the bottom. I'm getting berries. Yes, smooth and packed with fruity flavours. We'll go with that. Y- you've got a job waiting for you there, Keely. Medium That's bodies, great match with barbecue meats or spicy pasta. Fantastic! Look at that. You could, you could, a new career for you, wine taster. Yes, your passport to wine discovery apparently. I'll oh, like. it's, it's fantastic! For Asda, because wow. I get all my wines from Asda. From Asda. And uh, other supermarkets are available. Yes, of course. We don't want to get. No. But as we said before, if Asda wants to, you know, sponsor us or yeah. give Keely a few money off her weekly shop. Yeah, if you see me in the shop and I've yeah. got a bottle of wine, a you know that wine. I'm doing it for this. So. Yeah, but we're, we're publicising your wine here, Asda, so I think maybe a couple of bottles for a month won't go amiss. Mm. And we're, we're getting the word out there, we're, we're spreading the word about Asda wines to people. Yeah. I, I very much like that, it's very good. So, um, the last one we did was December, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So Christmas has been been and gone noel noel, noel yes. how, how was your noel uh yeah it's good was it a good noel it was, was it? a good noel <laughs> a good noel, it was a good noel with yeah. the family yeah. uh, my parents are becoming ever more bonkers in their old age uh-huh. um nutty nutty, nutty they are nutty nutty uh, nuttier nuttier it, yeah. it is quite literally a cross between one foot in the grave and keeping up appearances <laughs> in our house like hyacinth bouquet and uh, victor meldrew but they're both your mum <laughs> actually no my dad's doing no. really well as victor meldrew is your dad, is your dad oh, good yeah. victor is he um, but yes he's now got his new year resolutions uh-huh. and he's going to get fit because uh okay. he's pretty much retired yeah, now he's yeah. only working when people need him so he's yes. having like loads of time off now which is good at 17 mm-hmm. coming up to 71 mm. um and he's a painter and decorator it's not like it's an office job no. um so now he's decided he's going to keep fit because oh. you know he's not gonna be working so yeah. much and he needs yeah, to yeah. keep himself active yeah and he's bought himself a set of weights fantastic brilliant how many how many are um, there it's like a barbell set very good. So it's like got several yeah, weights in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Has he done himself an injury yet? Not no. yet, but I can just no. see it happening. <laughs> 
He's got my old punch ball out of the loft. He's got my old skipping rope out of the loft. My mum's laughing her head off all the time. And is he good? Is he quite religious with his, his workouts? Does he do them regularly or is it when he feels like it? It's when oh, he feels, when like, he feels it. like it. Okay, yeah. Has he got a special area set set aside? He has commandeered the conservatory. Oh, okay. commandeered the conservatory. I like that. Commandeered the conservatory. Mum doesn't like the conservatory. <laughs> I'm commandeering the conservatory, dear. <laughs> well, it's too cold at the moment yeah. for my mum. Yeah. She likes to go there in the, in the summer yeah. when it's like a, a sauna. Sauna, yeah. So she'll go in there and fall asleep in the sauna. <laughs> But before the summer, it's your dad. Yes, it's your dad's exactly. Place. But in the summer, my dad will be out in the garden. This is this is the whole doing thing. his weights. Well, uh, doing the garden. <laughs> doing the garden. Yeah. Um, t- tending his garden. Yeah. Um. So you know, in theory, it might work out well. Fantastic. As long as they don't spend too much time together, their marriage should survive yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if he gets a six pack, your mum will love it. Obviously, you know. He's got a heck of a way to go to get that far. <laughs> Maybe a four pack to begin with. Yeah. It's, it's a very good one pack. One moment. pack. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. Yeah, it's a nice one pack with a little little bit of space let out as well. Yes, and how, was, how was yours? Um, I th- uh, it's a long time ago now, isn't it? it I'm does trying to think. Feel it it seems like yeah, it was nice. It was okay. It seems a long time. I was talking to this. I was talking to um. Just a month ago. Uh, it was. Uh, this sort of what I was saying to I think it was the parents of one of the children I taught. They they sort of said. Um, January seems to be going on forever, and I thought, yeah, it is actually. It's, yeah. You know, it seems to be January seems to well, New Year seems a long time ago. Christmas seems even longer, and I don't know what it is. I I wonder whether part of it is because people have to wait longer for their next pay packet, because very often people get paid mm. before Christmas. You know what I mean? Normally yeah, people yeah, get paid yeah. at the end of the month, but but you get paid before Christmas. Yeah. So it's like six or seven weeks before you get exactly. And it must possibly so, that even when because I, I don't really kind of live pay packet to pay no, packet. I'm no, in no, a very no. fortunate position where yeah. I don't have to do that. But even I think, crikey, is it still January? Yeah, it drags, doesn't it? And you know, last Monday, apparently it was Blue Monday. It was. Yes. I was actually feeling quite blue on yes. the Monday, but I did not know why. Maybe That's when you sent your message. It you was. Said, yeah. When you were sort of like, you talk about invading countries and Keely just was, she was going to go out with a gun and shoot people. And I, I, I talked her out of it. Um, Thank you. But I, th- I think it worked. But then the, there were a few nasty, nasty crime reports in Nottingham that night which involved cotton buds and um, what's-its <laughs> which I got worried about Keely said she'll tell Not me guilty. about it one day um, but anyway nobody's caught her yet so that's good but, uh, yeah so yeah Blue Monday Blue Monday so that so that must be what date was it on Monday 20, 21st was it 21st yes that's so that right, must right. be then the well, that's the second to last Monday in the month, isn't it? So mm-hmm. is that because that's uh, by the end of that week people have been paid? Do you think? I wonder why that Monday in particular. I wonder why it's that Monday. I don't know. It's probably I'll do some research. There must be something. Yeah, about there, there it, I remember that. reading about it a couple of years ago. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it makes logical sense. And then I thought, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No. Somebody comes. Somebody must think of these things, mustn't they? It's like Black Friday. Yeah. These days that suddenly appear, and somebody somewhere must instigate it I'm sure mm. there must be I'm probably not the same person every time but somebody must say I know we'll call this day and then they get it out there don't they it's a marketing you know. company it must be it? it's got to be you've got you some idiot in marketing yeah I mean if any one of us said oh today is going to be saturated Saturday how would we get that going you know what I mean you've got to have somebody mm. who's going to spread the word haven't you yeah like I Friday the 13th probably precisely yeah yeah, no, that would have happened before internet and social media. So that was very clever. Mm. Somebody must have got that going. Maybe that's just superstitious. It was that word of mouth then, wasn't it? Mm. Really, you know. But these days there must be. 
yeah, marketing gurus who can, if you want to sort of tagline a day, there must be a company you can get in touch with and, you know, within the space of probably a few weeks, you can just get a day named. Can we try and do that? I'd love to. I, I, you see, I'd love to invent a new word. I'd love to invent a word and try and spread it. Or the other one I'd love to do is actually... Students are very good at doing that. Are they? they? seem to get in the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of these sort of slang words that come mm. up. And, but the other thing I'd love to do is actually start an urban myth or a rumour and see how quickly it's spread. I'd love to do nothing too nasty, but you know, I'd love to be able to start some sort of rumour that got spread really quickly, you know, mm. sort of like, you know, the, the moon is really made out of cheese or, you know, somebody, I don't know, I don't know, just something that, you know, sort of like a conspiracy theory sort of thing and see how quickly that could spread. I'd love that, you know. Mm, maybe we could think of something. That'd be, that'd be yeah. fun, but it's, yeah. isn't it, how do you do it these days? I mean, you know, obviously you, it's easy to share things well, and like things. Well, fake news can get out there. Exactly. I, I'd start it off yeah. with a, a, a tweet. A so tweet. that you've got yeah. some kind of... Exactly. So that it's floating around, maybe something on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And then if you kind of mention it to a few friends yes. and family yeah. and they mention it. Yeah. And, That's you know. the way to do it, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But there was, I, I can't remember what it was, though. I was watching... There was something I was watching the last week or so, and it was talking about how something goes viral and they can't work it out yet. So, um, oh yeah, because you get certain things that just go mad, yeah. and the internet, internet yeah. loves it. But, yeah. And some things I get. Yes. And some things I think, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I can see why. That. And other things I'm just like, yeah. what? And I don't think that I can't remember what it was. Now there was something that was very popular recently that has gone viral. I can't remember what it was, but they were talking to people who sort of studied these things, and they they can't quite work out why some things suddenly go viral. Um, they're not sure whether it's to do with. Um, it's th your friends who then share it onto other people, whether it's total strangers who make it viral, but th there doesn't seem to be any set pattern no, to it. because they're trying you know. to put a mathematical yeah. mathematical model on humanity Huma exactly. and consciousness. Yeah. They can't do it. No, no. Well, not yet. We don't have enough information on the brain on how to do it. Because otherwise we don't know how to do it, wouldn't we? I mean, yeah. this is it. We could, if we knew what it was, then we could always make something go viral. In fact, you, we could become so powerful, I suppose. We knew how to make something become viral and pass yeah. around from person to person. Not so the subliminal messages. Exactly. You know, we, we, we do don't. It, yeah. We do it all the time, but obviously, and I guess the other interesting thing is, I suppose, likewise, those in power can't do it either, because otherwise, you know, people like. I don't know. Trump's in power. Well, yeah, but you see, he. I mean, obviously, he tweets, but you know, obviously, he hasn't got the capacity to suddenly make everybody believe him all the time or make something go viral. So. Again, it's only fifty percent worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, this is it. So it's it's incredible. There must be, I don't know. It's fascinating. There maybe one it day is, they'll, the they'll work The psychology behind that, all that kind of thing, yeah. is really, really fascinating. And I love that kind yeah. of psychology. Yeah. Um, it's a scary psychology. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I kind of really hope, as much as I'm interested in it, we never figure it out because mm. if we do. It's going to be a very. It'll be scary. Up. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's this is it. It's going to be totalian and yeah. kind of. You'd have people would have the power of, well, that whole power of persuasion um, would become an absolute, wouldn't it, for mm. people? You know, if you knew exactly how to bend the minds of the populace, you know, to the way you wanted them to think, um, or to get a message out there, if you had that power at your yeah. fingertips and there was no element of chance to it, then that that would be quite scary, I think. How boring. Yeah. Yeah, you are. No, it will be. Yeah, it would actually. It would. I like yeah. it when yeah. people have different points of view and yeah. different notions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But then I suppose, taking this logical conclusion, if 
the secret was discovered then you could have let's say blue person giving his view on life and how you should believe and this is how you should act but then if you had then red person contradicting that and having the same software at their disposal to be able to you know get out there to everybody then in a sense we would still be the ones who had to choose what we believe, wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, if because you'd have yeah. you'd always have people going with the opposing exactly, views. Exactly, precisely. Yeah. So there's always going yeah. to be a rebellion and a majority, yes. possibly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in, in a sense, maybe it. Yeah, if somebody found that power to get out there with it us, it wouldn't just be in one. It wouldn't be one person. Other people could find hopefully, that power hopefully, as well, hopefully, and that yeah. would create a balance. You know, because most things. I I mean, being in science, I know this is that most of the biggest breakthroughs. Mm. I mean generally there's kind of one person there's like two or three people working on it and it's mm. just whoever gets there first, first normally yeah. there's yeah. only a very short time span between them going oh i found this and yeah. then like oh we found this and then yeah. it's only when we probably not oh damn it we missed out yeah yeah we've done it with we've done it yeah. with some of the stuff we've done yeah or, or our labs done yeah you know we missed and it was only something because somebody's journal got through peer review quicker than another yes yeah um that they got yeah. they got it first yeah um yeah so yeah it's like that's where those great inventions, isn't it? Those people who you know rush to, you know, be the first person to create the create the ballpoint pen or the hoover or whatever. Well, and you realise so many people trying to do yeah. it, and yeah, like it's who gets there first, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And we look at things like the electric car or yeah. going into like commercial space travel. You've got Virgin, you've got Elon Musk. Yeah. So yeah. you've always got people in competition yeah. with each other. So yeah. maybe it won't be such a scary kind of one size fits all thing. Yeah. Isn't it funny though how a lot of these inventions um, or a lot of these sort of like people start doing these things at the same time? So, you know, it's not as though, well, again, I mean, old fashioned things. I think the thing things. is, the ideas are there pilfering under the yeah. thing for a long, long time. And it's when the technology, when exactly. that comes into power, yeah. then everyone kind of goes, yes, yeah. now I finally got yes. it, I can make exactly. this happen. Yeah, precisely. And so yeah. there's always going to be two or three people. Yeah. That yeah. are, are bubbling away, or yeah. thinking, or have heard yeah. it, or that kind of thing, or, or come off from. Because I was thinking about that, and you know, you know, going back, I mean, you know, the, the creation of television, it was people doing it at the same time. No, I mean, electricity. It, like I say, it must be obviously when the technology to do something comes in, that's when the clever people think, right, what can I use this for? And this is, you know, that's when I suppose the race starts, isn't it? Yes, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you've got to have the, I suppose, the raw materials there in the first place, mm. or the. Um, yeah, the inventions and the technology to help you create the next mm. thing along. Yeah, mm. that's just where you are on that curve, really. Yeah, are you leading yeah. it or are you on it? Are you, are yeah, you following precisely. It? So, if you could invent anything, there's nothing to do with end, but just going on from that, <laughs> what would you invent would if you could invent anything at all and put your name on it and patent it? Because it'd be great. I'd love to invent something. See, something simple. I think this is the thing. An everyday sort of time saver or something that you know that we need yeah I, well you know because i'm a scientist i am aiming for stuff i mean the thing that i'm aiming for is a workable drug for dementia or to prevent dementia yes yeah so you know we're getting yeah. to a certain point where we can possibly um possibly uh, predict who might get it yeah. or at very loose levels yeah um and it's now we need to take that to the nth degree and i would love personally myself I would love to make some kind of breakthrough in personalized medicine whether it's dementia or anything else yeah. but using the genetics that yeah. we have because I'm a geneticist because I'm a geek um, is just taking it so that to a point where personalized medicine uh, is is a reality mm. and even though I say that I've got the warning flags the red flags going up in my mind going Gattaca 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 my uh -huh. favorite film of all time uh -huh. of 
great. If we start sequencing everybody's DNA from birth, yeah. and we're saying, oh, well, you're going to get this, yeah. you're going to get yeah, that, yeah, you're yeah. going to get that. Yeah. Are we then kind of niching people in to go, well, because you're going to die at 30 from a heart attack, mm. you can never mm. have this kind of career, yeah. which I don't like the idea well, did of. Did you hear the news today? End, oh, news, they're talking about this. News, news. Yeah, um, the NHS are um, potentially going to start offering uh, DNA tests. Um, no, they'll charge it. them. Yeah, it's on the news this morning. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, um, they will charge people, but it will be for that idea as you know whether you're potentially going to get heart disease, cancer, mm. um, dementia. Think, yeah, um, see, I'm actually uh, NHS really. I mean, I love the NHS. Mm. There's an N. I do love the NHS. It's you know saved my family more than enough times. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, we don't know no. enough yet. No, exactly. I don't feel confident. It, I even though I'm in the field. Mm. Um, and you know I'm like all very hopeful and I mm. kind of probably I'm aware of things that the general public don't yeah. possibly even clinicians yeah, 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 yeah. I, although I can see the you know why they're doing it I think it's premature yeah. at the moment yeah I and I think, think it's scary I mean uh, I think okay there's a big fantastic if you are able to go to a doctor or a hospital and they do a test and they say right you, you run the risk of heart disease possibly so but that's good we can do something about it now, if somebody says to you, it looks like you're going to get dementia, at the moment you can't do anything about that. No. And that's almost like you, you've almost like started the ticking time bomb, haven't you? It's almost like you've been told when you're going to die. Yeah. Almost. You know, I mean, this is it. If it's a disease that is preventable or treatable, fair enough. But if you're suddenly told you've got this when it's something that at the moment can't. Or you're running a very high risk of developing Exactly. Yeah. At the moment, you know. see, at the moment it's more of a. It, I think it will be down to the individual person. Do you want to know? Do yeah. you not want to know? Yeah. Uh, things like Parkinson's and things yeah. like that. Um, you know, do you want to know? Do you not? Uh, no. And I can understand people not wanting to know, and yeah. I can understand people do want to know because yeah. if they know, they can make choices. Yes. And it's yeah. not so much of yeah. okay, I can cure cure you with this, but you can make choices. So, um, you know, do I have children? Yeah. Knowing that there's yeah. a risk that I exactly. pass it on, exactly. or do if yeah. I do have children, yeah. do I do it by a you know. Uh, IVF mm. have the the embryo screened and yeah. if they're carrying that mutation, yeah. Yeah. don't have them. Yeah. Um, so you, could, uh, I don't know about how much close that is to playing God, but it you know the option can yeah. or will be there. And it's also kind of like well if you know that by the time you get to 50, 60, 70, you yeah. are not going to know who you are. Yeah. Is that going to change how you live your life? Yeah. To the better. Exactly. Are well, you yeah, going to precisely. are you going to li yeah. really live your life for every day? Yeah. And do everything you yeah. want to just in case. Well, see, I, I think because that's so many of us procrastinate and well, say, exactly. I'll do it next yeah. year, I'll do it next month. But let's t if we take that argument to its logical conclusion, imagine then you are told your exact death date. How does that affect you? Because that, that's a similar thing. If you're told you're going to die this date in that year, then do you panic or do you think, right, this is how long I've got to live my life? I think that depends on your own personality. It does, doesn't personally, it? Personally, you know? I would I will spend like a few days going. Oh, yeah. yeah, would it, would that and scare you? It or would scare it? me to begin yeah. with until yeah. I get my because this is this is my personality. Anything new comes along, anything yeah. scary comes along, I will go into panic, panic or yeah. if any of yeah. my plans have changed, yeah. there is that brief moment of panic, can't cope, yeah, anxiety, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then the way I cope with that is to go right, okay. Mm. This is what you've got. Yeah. This is what you have to work with now, and yeah. then I rejig my action plan, and when I've got my action plan in place, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very so, much controlled. Just going through, I'm getting all psychologically. If yeah. say after a couple of days you're still panicking, is that telling you something? If you stop panicking, does that mean okay, I'm okay with this? Mm. Or if it's something that 
whenever you think about it, still makes you panic. Does that mean it's not a good thing? It means, yeah, actually, I've, I've always used yeah. that as yeah. um, as a kind of how my emotions are tells me of how I've sorted myself with the situation. Yes. Okay. For the uh, the best example that I can give you is when uh, my engagement was breaking down. Yes. Yeah. And I was woman and arming anxiety, blah blah blah, and then everyone was like, right, you know what? Sorry. I'm doing it. I'm getting married. I'm going to carry on. And I was like, right, fine, action plan, wedding yeah. plans. Da, 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 da. But I kept panicking. I kept having the anxiety. And it was only when I kind of said to myself, okay, you really yeah. don't want to do this. Yeah. Don't yes. get married. You're yeah. going to have to call it off. Yeah. It was scary as yeah. hell to do it. Yeah. But as soon as I'd made that decision, yeah. the, the anxiety went. Yeah. The, well, yeah. you know, there was still anxiety, but it wasn't anxiety on the same level. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing to keep in mind. That's, so so I, that's, I kind of yeah, use that good. now. That's good. Yeah. Um, I yeah. actually, um, yeah, I mean, you've often referred to me as awake, and I, I do like to, and I often use my emotions as a way of determining how I feel about, that's like really idea. listening yeah. to my emotions, yeah. um, rather than just sticking my head in the sand or just going mm. with it. Mm. I will really, if I'm still panicking about something yeah. after I've made a decision, then yeah. I know that the decision I've made is wrong. wrong. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know when um, you can't make a decision, so like, oh, what take, what are you going to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, flip a coin. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh yeah, fine. But I don't flip a coin to make a decision. No. I flip a coin to feel like, to see how I feel. Ah, that's interesting. So, I, so, so that's like, Indian yeah. versus Chinese. Yeah, 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 flip a yeah, coin, yeah. comes down on the size of Chinese. If yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I know I really wanted Indian, so I'll go for Indian. That's clever. But if that's I flip to Chinese, I'm like, yay! So, sometimes then, you, to get... Oh, I don't want to put this. So sometimes you use something external um, to move your internal along. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To so, kind of help. Yes. I, I kind of put yeah. everything on the external. Yeah. And then when the external happens, how I react to that yes. indicates how I truly was feeling. That's interesting. That's good. And then I go with that. That's clever. That's good. That, <laughs> it's interesting. No, it's interesting. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. That's good because you, you're forcing yourself to the next stage, aren't you? Yeah. So rather than sort of like, you know, fretting about, oh, this, that, that, okay, let's bring something sort of like binary into it, really. You're bringing a binary thing in, aren't you, really? Yeah. You know, you've got a black and white situation, or yeah. a, a or B situation. Yeah. So doing the A or B, and then, yeah, going for how you react mm. to the result of that A or B is your true leader, I suppose. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's really good. Okay, let's bring it back to N then. Um, <laughs> we got so far away I love that. I was gonna. I just thought N. Uh, favorite foods. Have you got a favorite food? Begin with N. See, I was on the way over here. I was like, ends, 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 ends. What's an N? And I'm thinking nuts, obviously. Nuts, but I do nuts, like nuts. nuts good. Um, I like ps no. pistachio nuts. It's not pistachio. Is it? Keep talking. You're just See, now I'm going to be thinking about what it is because it's not pistachios, it's not almonds, it's not walnuts, it's not peanuts. It is a monkey nuts. No. <sighs> Cashew. Cashew. Have you, do you like coated peanuts? We try those. We will try. Have a few. Have a few. Mm. Wait. What did we say after Christmas? No more food with podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Keeps eating crispy coated peanuts. I will keep talking nuts. until you carry yeah, on talking. Then. So yeah, there's I'll nuts. Pour, I'll pause it so you can eat. No, it's fine. I'll give her some food. She wants a bit of food, so let me pause it. Where's my thingy gone? Thingy. <laughs> Yes, there we go. We're, but yeah, so, so it's just sort of another end. Nibbling. 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 Because Peely's been nibbling nuts. So that sounds wrong, doesn't it? 
Tesco is nuts. Yeah, the Asda, Tesco. Yeah, because I good, so good. I'm you putting tes- Tesco because I was thinking yes, I would be. I've been nibbling on. <laughs> and I decided Keely, all levels wrong. Keely's been nibbling on Tesco's nuts, which sounds wrong as well. It no, anyway, no, it's about nibbling. Anyway, the the the, the science. Because we can't think of, of any nibbling. foods with ends. Come no. on, there must be foods. Um, Knickerbocker gluten on the mushroom ice cream. Well, I don't like Nick. That's a K. That's the silence. Hey, you're an English teacher. I'm an English teacher. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about this, that ne- N is one of those powerful it's letters exactly. because it overtakes yeah, other letters, it like the K's and the yeah, A's. Yeah, look at Bucket Glory, honestly. So yeah, knees has a K as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. Now, you see, I used to get neck. Funny enough, as a kid, I always used to spell neck with a K. I thought neck had a K. I thought it was oh. one of those silent ones. I must have got it mixed up with knees. But, um, Possibly. No, okay, so food, begin with N. Uh, nougat, nougat. Oh, nice. I love nougat. 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 You say nougat, I say nougat. 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 I've changed it at different times. I've, some, I've called it nougat, I've called it nougat. Uh, Is that because it's a north-south? So when you were down south, did you call it nougat just to be awkward? And then when you came up north... No, I think nougat. when I was a little kid, I think I'm going to the shop, um, I remember the, the bars, you basically got the bars. I used to call it nuggets then. Mm. I could then I think just demolish one of those bars. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? It's yeah. actually... Um, there's a really nice deli in Nottingham, and actually, yeah. it's sold in very many places because I've managed to find it everywhere I live. Yeah, and it's like really posh, kind of like Italian nougat. Is it? Yeah. And it's full of nuts and everything. And my yeah. mum loves it, so I always yeah. buy her a piece for her birthday. Nuts, is nuts is food. Yeah, nuts. We've got yeah. nuts. Got nougat. Come back to nuts. Um, Nottingham, they lot. It's oh, not food, yeah. but we're in, we're living in we're, Nottingham. We're living in Nottingham. Names. We love Nottingham. Nottingham's very good. Yes. How long have you been in Nottingham, Kelly? Four and a half years. Four yeah. and a half years. Yes. Yeah, so but that was twenty. See, I'm forgetting we're now in 2019. So what year did you get? Was 2015? 2014. 2014. September 2014. 2014. 2014. Yes. Yeah. So Nottingham, we're in Nottingham. So that's an M. I'm still trying to think of food beginning yeah, with there an must M. Be there must be. Um, noodles. Noodles Noodle. are good. Oh, I, I love like noodles. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I prefer noodles, noodles over rice. I do. Yeah. Love my noodles. Yeah. 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 Um, and the very first on noodle, I think you can do noodle because you can do Italian noodle dishes and you can do Chinese and Indian noodle dishes. I, I like Italian. Yeah, 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 I do like noodles. Yeah. M. 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 Uh, nuts. Nuts. Um, yeah. Anyway, necrophilia. There we go. There's an N. Necrophilia. <laughs> well done, Nick. I'm so glad you said I that. I just thought of that. Yeah. I used to be a necrophiliac, but then the rotting. Oh, split on me. Well, hey, that's terrible. Okay, now ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, very scared and wondering how Sophia can get out the door. Like, actually, no, here's an interesting fact. This is getting a bit morbid now. Okay. Um, I remember hearing once that um, Marilyn Monroe, between her first autopsy and her final autopsy, how many did she have? Well, they did various chemical tests to find out. Oh, but, okay, um, okay, okay. Um, Ten examples of human semen appeared in her body between the first and the last. Okay, please remind me not to have a post-mortem. On my, on my, yeah. uh, along with my do not resuscitate, yeah. I've got to have do not post-mortem. Yeah. Um, apparently, yeah, that, and there are oh. people who are o- off the record of undertakers who said, oh, yes, we were invited around to... Seen oh, there's some scary, scary people. Yeah, isn't that scary? It's, it's frightening. We're talking about scary yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because N seems like a. I don't know. This sounds weird because N sounds like a negative word. Mm. N, N is negative. Negative. So negative. I was thinking nightmares. Nightmares. 
And mm. I, and I frequently have. Mm. I mean, when I'm stressed, I have nightmares, nightmares. constantly. Yeah. And I've, yeah. as you know, we've yeah. been discussing earlier. I've yeah. been stressing, so yeah. I've been having nightmares. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I've got a part. I had a nightmare with you in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do anything? Well, you were impregnated by an alien, like proper alien oh, I was thing. So it was, it was, was in, it was in your chest. Oh. Um, and I shot you about three times in your chest to kill it. Thank you. Um, oh, but then I felt that it was too late, so I decided to shoot you in the head a thanks. few times as well. That's good. Thanks. Thank you. No, thank you for. But you wouldn't die. Wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't die. And you were coming after me, and you just wouldn't die. I was running away from you. When, when and you, you were at my nan's house as well, oh, third places. When did, when did you have this dream, Kelly? <laughs> when well, it's either Sunday or Monday. Oh, bless you. Oh. I was like, I've just killed Nick. Oh. Did you see the alien impregnating me? Was it there? No, no, no I was, it was just, you know, when the bits are kind of like boof, boof, bur yeah. bursting out of your chest bit. How did you find out? Is there any sort of like, were we just sitting there or did I just suddenly burst in and say I've been impregnated? I don't remember by the, the beginning of no, no. But you just knew you had to yeah. kill the alien. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the queen of freaky dreams. I that's have a cool lot of freaky dreams. That's fantastic. I mean, I've had, yeah. you know, ones where my mum's been trapped in a photo with a demon and the demon's in the photo doing horrible things to my mum, but I can't do anything because it's in the photo. The recurring nightmare yeah. I have is generally. So, like it was very similar to the one with you there is something bad going on in my house my nan's house somewhere i know yeah, 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 or yeah. even somewhere yeah. i don't know uh -huh. and it's like i have to escape okay and i will get so far get caught <laughs> and then it will be like okay and rewind back to the beginning back to the beginning so then i'll go with the thing and i'm like no i went left last time so mm. this time i'm going to go right and see if that and i do have that kind That's of cool. that means you're controlling what? dreams though as well that is also control of a dream that is if you can rewind that's right, interesting because yeah. okay. if you yeah, can do that, I do, that's cool. I do that on a very frequent basis. Wow, so that's interesting because that's our idea about. I've heard the notion that um, you know the falling dreams. If you are then able to make yourself fly, you are in control. That's your head telling you you're in control of something. If you can fly in a dream. Ah, yeah. But if you fall, you're not in control. Yeah, if you fall, yeah. But if you're able to take yourself out of that fall and then sort of fly then apparently Is that when you kind of hit you know I, I don't know whether anyone else has this but it's almost like I hit something like yeah. I actually feel like I'm bouncing off the yeah. bed yeah 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 and it's like well because sometimes you wake yourself up don't you I yeah. mean that falling I think sometimes also it's when you, if you fall asleep too quickly that happens oh yeah it? I do that a lot you know, yeah it's like, ooh, you know, oh but, disclaimer but, I have been watching Inception as well so maybe that's what oh okay, okay. yeah it's, uh, oh it's so confusing on so many levels and so I did see I, I did see it but I've forgotten it's on Netflix Netflix isn't it? Yeah. Netflix, that's a good end. Yeah, Netflix. It was rules say, my life. is another one. That's that's Kitty's yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. no night. No, what what are your nightmares? Do you have nightmares? No, Do you so dream? I used to. As as a child, I had terrible nightmares. I I've, uh, I can still vividly recall the nightmares I had as a child. Um, I had a recurring character in one nightmare, who was called the Yoke, and um, I don't know why I called him the Yoke, but he was this black, uh, shadowy figure. And as a three or four year old, I remember him often being in my dreams. And he was this like huge, yeah, he was like a, he was like a shadow of black. And then he had a hooked head, like a yeah, like a beak. And um, he kept appearing in my dreams. Now whether that's I don't know whether that seems to do with whether there was a I was being haunted because um, because it, it's a recurring say, do you thing. Think, do you think? Because they say a lot of dreams are very internal, like your mind sort of yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether 
that can be external because you and I both believe in the spooky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I sometimes wonder whether uh, there's external influences in our. I, I see. I, yeah, I mean, I, um, this is the thing. I when I look at it now, I think, how could I, as a child of three or four, keep having this same character appear in my dreams? You know, was does that say something? You know, um, I used. To, I mean, I'm very often I remember probably up until about the age of five, I would often just end up in my parents' bed because I, I did used to wake up with terrible nightmares. And yet these days I very, very rarely remember a dream. Um, I sleep very deeply now. So, you know, I tend to wake up in the morning I can't remember what I've dreamt, really. Which um, which is strange. Yeah, as a kid I've had very vivid dreams. And I, I also remember another dream, and I think this was possibly watching Doctor Who that did this. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I remember there's a there's a dog two story called The Brain of Morbius where um old Tom, Baker, Tom Baker Tom Baker about nineteen seventy five, so I'd only be about four. But I remember vividly seeing it and his brain Morbius is a renegade time lord whose body has been destroyed but they've still got his brain. And this mad scientist is trying to create a new body for Morbius. So they're trying to put his brain into a, a casing, a, a plastic casing that they're gonna put on a strange cobbled together body and I remember having a dream around about the same time of these mad scientists working on brains and, and in the background <laughs> I, I remember and then you I found one in real life <laughs> I remember in my dream ha- having this weird organ music going and I remember that as a four year old I remember waking up this dream really scaring me yeah but but no funny actually going back to what you were saying about external influences um I don't know whether I told you this, but a couple of years ago, I was chatting to my Sarah, my sister, and um, we were chatting about growing up, and she just said to me, um, I had an imaginary friend when we were growing up, you know, and I said, did you? And um, and she said, yeah, and um, she'd never told me this before, and um, she said, "Um, we're, we're always playing together upstairs. Um, where we grew up on Darby Road, grew up on Darby Road, just near the Queen's Medical, big house on Darby Road. And um, she said, I was always inviting my friend downstairs to have dinner with us, but my friend would never come. And she says, when she looks back at it now, and she said she can remember this girl she was playing with in the house. Real entity or imaginary? Yeah, Yeah, but she remembers, yeah. Because children are so much more attuned to it. Because I've told you about my house, my Mm. parents' house, that Mm. that side of the house where I can't go and I still feel uncomfortable now. Yeah, but the very few times I've slept in the spare bedroom, the guest bedroom, yeah, I've had horrific. It sounds interesting. Absolutely isn't it? horrific yeah. nightmares. Nightmares. And uh, I always, when I was at school, my parents put a desk in there and it's like, this yeah. is your homework. I hated that room. Yeah. I could never concentrate in mm. that room, and I still, I will go to the guest kind of bathroom now. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally feel okay in there, but there is something about that bedroom, mm. and I don't, I don't know. I always and think it's, it's not an old. It's a new part of the house, it's isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. Um, so over the my my parents built that house. Yes. So over the years, there's been several um, kind of extensions on that yeah. house. Yeah. And there's the garage, which, funny enough, is below this room, but I don't like the garage either. Mm. And Mum says, "Oh, it's just because it's cold, because it's above mm. the garage, and the garage mm. is cold." Well. But there is. For me, there is something, it's not just the cold. Mm. I always feel mm. like mm. there's something watching mm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. even now as an adult, I did it over Christmas, and it's I, I don't yeah. know whether it's just entrained in me now. Yeah. Because um, my bedroom is here, I'm showing you yeah. the pub, people on the radio can't hear it. 
but my bedroom's here, the bathroom's there, yeah. and the bit of the house I don't like is here. It's there, yeah. So in the middle of the night, whenever I leave the bathroom to go back into my room, it is automatic of me now just yeah. to go right. Okay. Look right and so check right. that there is nothing there okay. and then run to my bedroom. And this is me at a 37-year-old still doing this. When was that extension there when you were little? Was it always, yeah, has it always it was been built, there? It was built just before I was born. Just before you were born. I was going to say, because I was going to say, prior, if you knew the ground before it was built, did you ever feel weird sort of standing out? But obviously it was never ground when you... It's was it just ground before, before it was built? Before it was there, it was the ground of my grandparents' ground. Yeah. And they gave the ground to my parents as mm. a wedding present. Um, but... Uh, weirdly enough, when my parents built built the original house, mm. they had the house blessed. Yes. Okay. And then um, that extension are the, those are the only two rooms in the house that have not been blessed. That's interesting, isn't it? That's interesting. And I always felt mm. that it was weird. I was like, well, why did you get the house blessed? Mm. What to me, mm. even though I'm of a Christian origin, it seemed like a weird thing mm. to get the house blessed unless there was something there that you wanted to get rid yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Makes you wonder. Whether there's something in the ground there, possibly. Possibly. I mean, it, it was all, it was a mining village originally yeah. and farmland, yeah. so I don't know what was there. But the weird thing is, I feel very calm in graveyards. Yeah. I like yeah, graveyards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's certain, I don't know, I get hot spots in, yeah. well, I got all hot spots, cold spots. Yeah. I, in certain graveyards where you know where I'm like oh, I don't want to go in that corner mm. that's like when we went on that ghost yeah. and I would not sit so in like that chair flush. well so it's the opposite it's the cold yeah, flush, flush. It's like the but you, when we went on that yeah, ghost and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. and they were like go sit in that room and yeah. that room felt perfectly yeah, fine but I would not sit on that no, one chair precisely yeah yeah. Um, so I don't know I don't know whether it's just something in my psyche in my brain or whether there is actually external things yeah I mean well it's, it's I'm never going to rule it out until I'm, I'm just not going it's to. funny you talk about you know the notion of you having very vivid nightmares whenever you're in that room because that does suggest something external doesn't it or some yeah. energy that is affecting you yeah I can still know. remember the, the dream that I had last time I was in there it was mm. weird it was with my ex mm. um, with Stephen mm. it was actually Easter right so we were um he, he was staying for Easter weekend and yeah. that kind of thing and he had a bad stomach that night Okay. so he was up and down anyway so he right. was just not feeling well at mm. and I just constantly was having this dream that something was stuck to my side right. and was eating, draining something That's was, interesting. so yeah. it was just both of us that night were just yeah. having a very bad night yeah, both being affected yeah, yeah. and this is why yeah. I'm like I don't ever want to have you know, anyone sleep in that room ever again? Nosferatu, mate. Nosferatu. Oh, my favourite of all the weird and spooky yeah. creatures. Nosferatu. Have you seen both versions of the movie? Have you seen, both? Uh, have you seen no. the old black and white one? I haven't seen the old black and white one, no. That's incredible. I've read That's a really so good book about Nosferatu, which is again, yeah. because Nosferatu originally was a very old, decaying, right. horrible creature. Yes. Now we've made vampires very romanticised yes. and gorgeous yeah. and. Yeah. But they, yeah. Did a, they did the old son. And funny enough, because when I did my final. Uh, dissertation at university because I, I studied English and drama, English and theatre, and so it was a dual, a joint honours. And mm. I, the final dissertation had to take into account both disciplines, so it had to be mm. something based on literature and something based on performance. So I chose uh, Dracula. I looked at the it's novel. A very interesting. Oh, novel. it's fascinating. You see, I, I looked at the novel of Dracula, and I also. Um, 
looked at various movies. And I was very lucky because the head of English at Goldsmiths University was a Gothic literature specialist, Chris mm. Boldrick. Chris Boldrick? Chris Boldrick? Is it Chris Boldrick? I don't know. He's a very clever guy. He, he looked very Gothic. He had a very droopy moustache and he looked so deceptive. Because we're both quite Gothic in nature. Oh, yeah. He was great, but I remember chatting to him and he, he gave me so many ideas because he said, what you want to look at is the... Um, the way that Dracula in the movies and stage adaptions has uh, been used to hold a mirror up to the society of whatever age the movie is being made in. Oh, so okay. the original Nosferatu, which I think is about 1920, as a silent movie, um, it was um, filmed it as a German movie, and mm. Nosferatu is portrayed basically as a Jew. Oh, okay. Yes, I've heard. Yes, I've yeah. heard this before. Yeah. So, and it was as anti-Semitism was very back strong. Into, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Nosferatu in the old nineteen twenty movie basically represents a Jew. Um, the ostracized. Yeah, the being ostracized. Um, you then sort of by the nineteen sort of thirty, you get into the the uh, Universal movies sort of like so Bella Lugosi, um, and obviously he's very much portrayed as a, you know an Eastern European um, and again I mean you, you're talking sort of like 1930s um, Europeans Eastern Europeans Austrians Germans being bad you know mm. so Bela Lugosi can almost be representative representative of you know bad Europeans you know mm. Nazis Italians whatever um, you then come on through to the Francis Ford Coppola version from the early 90s mm. um, and the scene and not a lot of people know this but um, the, the, when Van Helsing first appears uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins yes it Van is Helsing. Anthony Hopkins yeah. um, he's, Van Helsing first appears and he's giving a lecture on blood diseases mm. and he talks about you know, diseases of blood, blood and they show um, a microscopic sort of blow up of something attacking um, blood cells um, now that Although it's set in Victorian times, the, the actual footage they show is um, AIDS or the HIV virus attacking blood. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in that example, so you know, it's almost like it's the, the AIDS generation and it's a vampirism being a disease yeah, of the blood. Yeah, because they bring so that back in Blade because in Blade it's a, a blood virus because there's yes, a doctor that's trying yes. to... Yeah. yeah. So it was fascinating looking into So every generation, every... Um, different era has rep taken a vampire to you know the, the Marxists have used um, Dracula um, capitalism can use Dracula that you can represent whatever you want whatever's going on in politics mm. or society but then the if time, you look at you know. the modern day vampire you uh -huh. show things like Twilight yeah. and yeah. Um, Underworld Ooh. it's the very beautiful powerful powerful, powerful. yeah and it's yeah. almost like Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Creature. Exactly. Exactly. They're not yeah. evil anymore. They're misunderstood, misunderstood. and yeah. they're actually good if you just look at them. Precisely. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you. Yeah. Which ties into outsider culture, doesn't it? In a sense. Yeah. You know, this, and a lot of you know, you think a lot of media at the moment um, is to do with the you know the geeky kids, the dorky kids, the ones who suddenly come good, the ones that are understood. So it's taps. You know, they, we love underdogs these days. We do. Don't we? You we know, do. We love. We, we love. Do. A, we're very much of a you know, a society that loves our underdogs and underdogs having the the last word or, you know, rising to, to a challenge. 
But it, no, it's fascinating, that whole notion yeah, of... Um, so yeah, Dracula has been seen but as yeah, um, anti-Semitic and yeah, all sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a very fascinating legend and um, way that they've used it. I love, I love the whole vampire culture. I love the thing of Nostrofire. But the, along the lines of Nostrofire, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. That oh, is, yeah, that, um, yeah. No, actually, it wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street. There, uh, which one's the one with Pinhead in it? Hellblazer. Yeah, so that's the one that really freaked me out. That was scary. That was scary. But yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. How many are there? Are there? There's about four to five billion. Yeah, and then it got a bit. It got clever because then it became sort of postmodern, didn't it? Because was it the Wes Craven's new nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it was the actors. New in front of everything. Yeah, you've got an end. Exactly. But listen, Wes Craven then did Scream, didn't he? He did. Yeah. I actually liked Scream movies. Yeah. In fact, they were there three of those in the end. Because they fit together. Was it four? Was it four? I think they four do fit in. together. I liked the first yeah. one. And then the thing is, as I find with all kind of series of movies, yeah. they yeah. get progressively yeah. worse. Yeah. The original concept is so good. Yeah. And I'm almost like, I'm always screaming at them. Keep yeah. it there. Keep yeah. it there. Just leave Don't it. Leave, leave it. it. Yeah. 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 Um, but then they have to milk it. Now that's, okay, nostalgia. There you go. That kind nostalgia, of taps it. Nostalgia. Yeah. I love that word. Nostalgia. Because in a sense, that's... We are, I think, very much a society who is trying to capture the genie in the bottle all the time, aren't we? So, yeah, we do sequels. Um, it's like, uh, I find it fascinating that they've, you know, what, 55 years afterwards, they've, they've now done a Mary Poppins sequel. What do you think it is? Why do we keep going back to these ideas? Whether it's a franchise that just wants to, oh, let's do another movie, or, you know, yeah, doing a, a sequel to a movie from. 50 odd years ago why why do we do this do there's the cynical part of me that yeah. goes money yeah um yeah. and then there is the kind of possibly the romantic part of me mm-hmm. that goes you know what it's rose tinted glasses if yeah. you look at anything in your childhood yeah. it was great yeah. the cartoons yeah. were better the yeah. music was better yeah and i think we get to a point where we're like you know what i really love that movie yeah and i want to make it better and yeah. I want to bring it back and yeah. I want to share it to the world yeah. this is my romanticized view not the cynical view um and I do think we do that and I, yeah. I think that's why we're having so many reboots now because I think we're in a society now where it's very vapid mm. um the culture in now is very now mm. it's two seconds long yeah and then it's gone um and we're looking for something to hang on to and our childhood is something I think we all want to hang yes. on to yeah. because yeah I mean, bar the very horrific cases, I think yeah. most of us look back on our childhood with very rose-tinted glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we forget yeah. about the bad thing, we remember yes. the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think the human mind is possibly programmed to do that, to survive. Yeah, I, think, yeah, um, right. I think so, yes. And I think, you know, you just kind of want to recreate that feel-good yeah. yeah. that you had. I mean, my dad still goes on about the Jungle Book. He loves... The Jungle Book, Disney and over Christmas, well, the Disney, yeah, the yeah. Disney one. Yeah. So the thing is, over Christmas, um, it was on, wasn't it? It was on, oh, but well, the, the new one was on as the new, well. I haven't the, seen that. The new yeah. one, that's yeah. kind of uh, live animation, yeah. um, so it's like CGI, lots yeah. of CGI. And my dad was there going, and he goes, oh, it's not as good as the original. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you on about the book? And he's like, oh, the Disney one. He said, I want the films, I want the songs. He yeah. said, the songs were good. And he says, that and Dumbo, yeah. best songs. 
That's interesting. Isn't and it? then the original was yeah. back on, and we yeah. were watching it, and my dad's like going to see this is the proper one. But it's not interesting. So you see, the Jungle Book was released. It was Jungle Book was the last movie that Walt Disney had a say in, wasn't it? Nineteen sixty-seven. How old would your dad have been in sixty-seven? Sixty-seven. He wouldn't have been a boy, mm. would he? He'd have been. No, he was eighteen. Yeah. See, that's interesting, isn't it? He was eighteen. It, it's not that he saw that as a child. He would have seen that as an adult. Mm. You know, so but it's an I interesting mean, thing, isn't it? This so nostalgia. Yeah, because you know, I uh, still, I think, as the older you get, the kind of the time frame kind of enlarges. Hmm. So in me, my childhood at the moment is probably ten to, no, oh, maybe seven to about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and yeah. I remember things. But then now I'm also starting to look with nostalgia of my high school days. Yeah, and yeah. in particular, sits form. Yeah. Yeah. Where I actually felt like and I was taking control. And then it moves into your 20s, you see. But and then the it thing moves is, I love, I will yeah. go back. I, uh, you know, if yeah. someone says, when is the best period of your time? Yeah. I will still say it's a toss-up between my undergraduate and my PhD. Yeah. My yeah. undergraduate, because I made some real good lifelong yes. friends. Yeah. And yeah. it was the first time I was learning something I was only completely yeah. involved in. And yeah. then my PhD was almost like the, yeah, yeah, the realisation yeah, of yeah. it. And those kind of six, seven years... Mm. I still hold as the best yeah. in my life. Yeah. It was scary as heck because yeah. I was becoming an adult, yeah. but it was the most informative yeah. and the most exciting, and I loved it. Yeah. So you're on the interesting stage because I, I, I think about, about these sort of things quite often. Now you see, you're let's okay. Take a moment. You mid thirties, right? So you have an equal amount of. Let's say if you, I know sixteen, but let's say eighteen. I think yeah. you're more than adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you've had you've got as much life, let's say, as a child as you have as an adult. Yeah. So it's half and half. Now you see the interesting thing is, and I find this now that I'm now at a stage where I've been an adult longer than I've been a child, mm. and I, and the interesting thing is also you see our memory. I have very vivid memories of. Yeah, I think the first ten years of our life are a bit of a jumble of memories sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, but, and but sometimes not always real. Not always real. Yeah, that people have told you exactly. But you see, I can vividly recall now my my teens, my twenties, and I think, and that was over half my lifetime ago. Now, and this is when it gets interesting because I, you know, as a kid, you know, a year seems a long time. You know, two years seems ages ago. And this whole notion of time, I find changes as you get older because. I can now think, oh yeah, I, I remember doing that, and I think that was over half a lifetime ago. And yeah, I was still an adult, you know. Yes. Um, I, I can look back on early to mid nineties and think, actually, I was God, but I was still an adult. I was in my mid twenties then, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, and I can still vividly recall that. And that, that's, I can't describe how that feels. It's a, it's an odd situation because yeah, there's this element of sometimes you look back and sort of think, oh, I was a child then. But then when you look back on something, you think. I was still an adult then, you know, and yeah, that seems a long time Although ago. Although, adult is a very fluid term, because I say now that people fluid, aren't adults, you know. so they're, like, they're 25 plus now because I'd of the way they're that. going. I would agree with that. They are actually. very, yeah. I would agree with that. I, I think the early 20s is a strange time, and I, mm. I don't think you've... I don't think you are an adult. No, I don't. I don't think... No. I, I didn't... I, to be quite honest with you, I don't... I'm only just realising who I am now. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's been a... From thirty early thirties plus in the yeah, last five I, no, years, I, I would, I'd agree. I know I who I am, so. and yeah. I am confident in yeah. who I am now. Yeah. yeah. And people say that your thirties is your best time, or whatever, or your thirties yeah. and your forties. And I actually agree with that now. I think you. By the time you get to your thirties, you you are. I think you're virtually set in stone, really. You know, I think twenties is. I think very all, you've had the influences yeah. that are gonna shape yeah. you, 
and you've made and you're now starting to direct your own life because I think in the 20s a lot of you think that you're in charge but I think a lot of it is still hinged on what your parents think and what your peers think it is and you're still I mean if you think about I mean sorry if you look at the academic route I mean yeah those of us who you know go off to to uni and then carry on in education. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a know, job till I was 27. Precisely. You see, this is it. So you, you've spent most of your 20s in academia. And you, you are know, protected. Uh, you protected. are protected. Yeah. You yeah. might think you're grown up. Yeah, but you're still... Well, you yeah. are so not. Yeah. You know, you um, haven't gone out, you haven't got the mortgage yet, you haven't got the... You haven't married, you haven't done all this sort yeah, of but stuff. But in our parents' um, era, they yeah. would have been married and had kids Oh, precisely. By yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I was having a very interesting conversation only yesterday with somebody yeah. I met on the course I did. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about it, and we were saying that the students that are coming through now have no idea how to even cope with normal life. Mm. So, like when I was 14, 15, yeah. I had my little Saturday job, my yeah. part time job, I was doing chores around the house, yeah. and I could manage money. Yeah. I had my yeah. money coming in for my job, yeah. and that was things that I could manage money, I could manage my time because mm-hmm. I had to. Yeah. Because it was. But they were saying that now the students coming at 18 have no idea no. about money, no. have no exactly. idea how to manage their time no. because no. everything is so structured mm. for them. It's university, mm. uh, you know, school is like this mm. is this and this and this. They don't get jobs. Their parents no. give them money Precisely. and they have absolutely no idea how to cope. And yeah. um, this whole kind of snowflake millennial thing, I believe is a very real phenomenon. And, I'm and it's, it's almost, it's quite ironic in a sense because we are... Well, I mean, okay, our parents' generation were leaving school And I school think they were 15. far more, yeah, I think yeah. they were even more um, prepared than we were. Oh, yeah, they were. They so were. they were, yeah. ad- they were yeah. adults in their 20s. Yes, exactly. And I think this is yeah. the reason why yeah. my era now are getting married in their late 20s and their yes. early 30s. Yeah. And I think the generations below us, Yeah. you know, I... It's supposed to be childhood as a notion. Um, you see, I would argue, being involved in education, and I'm, I know I've had this conversation with you before, I... I find, for me, what worries me is the girls who, you know, suddenly at 11 or 12 are becoming far too adult, I think, um, far too well, sexual. They don't realise it, but they are, they are becoming but sexual. But is that the parents? You know. it's, it's, it's society the parents and it's parents. showing them how to put makeup. I mean, yeah, my, my mum never wore makeup. No, she doesn't. I no. learned how to put makeup on at university. Yeah. And I still yeah. don't really yeah. know what I'm doing now. And I say, but I was kind of... Yeah, active well, not actively prevented, but you know. But I think there is like if you look at the celebrities' kids now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are six and seven, and they're wearing yeah. makeup, yeah. and they and you're like, God, just let them. But this is the trouble. In their minds, they think I'm grown up an adult now. But in their life choices and in their experience, they're not. They're not grown up, and as you were saying, they're not being allowed to be in a situation to be grown up until they're older so it's almost like this mixed signal thing you know it's like mm. you know the, in the, their minds they think I'm a teenager now I'm grown up but the experiences they're going through you know they're still being cosseted really yeah. protected, um, protected yeah. and looked after and yeah like I said they're still potentially going to still be that looked after up until their early teens potentially how, how is that potentially screwing up their brains in a sense you know because it's like I think it's just delaying them more yeah yeah it's delaying their ability to cope I think yeah exactly yeah Um, not that I'm a neuroscientist but um, but no it's all I mean it's all this is it I mean it's obviously we are made by the experiences we go through but um, 
if you are having this contradiction of experiences, I suppose. So on the, on the one hand, you've got your peers and your um, and media, I suppose, and advertising, making people be very grown up. Um, and I think I, I do find it's, I mean, boys, yeah, it affects them a little bit. I do think it's very much girls who become very switched on and mature, or they think they're mature, you know, quite early on. Um, but the trouble so is very that naive, really. Yeah, just bring it. it back to the end. But yeah, I think there naive, is, yeah, I think there is, is a lot of naivete now in the fact that you think you're growing up and you're not. And you're not. And you're not. Go back to the nostalgia. Mm. So this idea of you know, clicking back into sequels and stuff. Do you think there's also a notion that actually we realise we're not as um, exciting as may, or the world isn't quite as exciting as it was 30, 40 years ago? Do you think there's a a hankering back to oh, you know do you think that's, that's part of it that's an you know? interesting question because um, the thing is we've developed so much in the last hundred years shall we yeah. say yeah 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 and where yeah. where can we go now yeah and yeah. I, yeah okay fair enough it's the nth degree yeah. we can go but yeah I think I, yeah so I would love I would love to have grown up in the 60s I would whenever I see you know I think of music and I think and music the, was good then music and I think of you know how much change in films you know because you went from very static black yeah. white silent all yeah. the way to musical colour and, and the, even the cartoons mixed exactly with, yeah the, you know in a 10-year period i mean the 60s started with you know virtually rationing still going on and you know quite a lot of britain was still poor i think when you look at britain in particular yeah. you know britain was quite you know conservative with a small c still back in the early 60s but by the time you got to 1970, the things that had gone on, you you know, you'd had the Beatles, you'd you. had Perfumo, you'd had, you know, yeah, the moon landings, you'd had, you know, the, a change in music and style in, in 10 years, how much change, which I think is incredible. I don't think there's been but a decade I, that's been quite like that. No, really. but I, I wonder you know, whether that's how uh, we go, is if we make a sudden advancement and then it's almost like a few years plateau where yeah. we get used to it and see where we can go and then yeah. maybe we're, we're due for that next advancement where the yeah. next decade yeah. is going to be ones where we are going off into space, yes. you know, yeah. for tourism. Yeah. We can go visit the moon. Yeah. It's as easy as going to New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. medicine advances so yeah. much, and we get the yeah. personalised medicine. Maybe we're due for that next yeah. kind of. Leap. And there's all. I think there's also a positivity. I mean, I think yes, I know. You know, the, the, we never have a decade that doesn't have some sort of conflict, and I know there's Vietnam yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. But when you when you look at the positivity, I think that was there in the late sixties. I mean, people. It's easy to diss the, the hippies, but people really believe. If we love each other, we can do something with this we world. We don't have that now. We don't. But it was a real, it was a genuine thing. It wasn't. You can laugh at it, but I think there was a real. You know, because when you think about it, these kids grew up in the sixties, flower power. But you know, they'd been born in the Second World War. All of those kids. You know, a lot of people. If you're in your twenties in the sixties, you've been born in in the Second World War, or yeah. at least at the end of it. End of it. So you you're growing up. So in you the, were growing up with the aftermath. Of the aftermath and. That generation said, no, we don't have to fight each other. We don't have to be angry with it. We don't have to hate each other. Mm. We can actually have a go at loving each other. And I know it's easy to laugh at that now, but it's to a actually shame make it didn't that. Carry on. Well, you know, that was potentially the first generation who said that and who had the guts to say it. And it crept into our movies and our music and our films. And I think there's think something really depressed. beautiful about that. I think we have, because we've become more cynical. I think. We so are maybe, very cynical now. Is that I mean, why no, no, we, you know, is that why we go back to this notion of. The past, you know, we, I mean, 
obviously we laugh at all. We Golden laugh at, years yeah. and all that. And it's very, I mean, 70s, I, I'd argue potentially the 70s is possibly the most dated of decades. And I think the 60s and the 80s are still feel more modern than the 70s. I think the 70s had a mm. bit of a... I, you know, I you have know, a soft spot for the 80s. Yeah, the 80s, I mean, the 80s is always very modern. And I think the 60s, there's still, there's still an element of style to the 60s. I think mm. the 70s was a bit messy <laughs> in places. But there is still this notion of... You know the ideals we had back then. Um, yeah, you know the idea of peace and love carried on into the seventies. It got a bit more aggressive, you know, midway through. But I think that I think it all came from a good place. Mm. I think pe- the notion of loving each other and helping each other and trying to make the world a better place. I I don't think it was a cynical thing. I think it was a generation of kids who their parents had fought in the war. Um, they lost grandparents in the war and I think we had this sudden notion of yeah we don't have to be this nasty world we're, mm. we're, we can make a go of things kind of thing you know and yeah. I, I wonder if that's part of it you know yeah um, and maybe this generation or this world that we live in is yeah. for another end very nasty because yeah the internet gives us a mask yeah next they go net the net the, the net. net the, yeah, the, the net. internet does give us a mask yeah. and I um for much that I'm not particularly a big fan of um, Assange, mm. Julian Assange, <coughs> he's th- he was saying that um, give a man a mask mm. Mm. <coughs> and he will tell you the truth. But yeah. I think it's gone further than that. A man, give a man a mask and they will just attack you. Attack you, yeah. Because yeah. the number of yeah. internet trolls yeah, we have now. Exactly. <coughs> water. I mean, water. Oh, no, water. Right. I'll okay. have wine. I'll have wine. You see, anonymity is a very seductive thing for people now, isn't it? Oh, yes. You but know, the thing is, so even. Even non-animate, so like yeah. Piers Morgan, yeah. he, I find him a very arrogant mm. and annoying, narcissistic, 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 thing. Yeah. yeah. But there's many people that hate him. Yeah. People love, love him. him. Yeah. And they it, love him. You know, yeah. the things he yeah. says, I don't think he hundred percent believes. He does it to get yeah. a reaction. Yeah. reaction. Yeah. And I think that a yeah. lot of the internet trolls that yeah. just kind of want to fight somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's because they have got some massive hurt in them that yeah. they feel that the only way they can get it out is out. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I actually do feel that the internet has led us into a more nasty society. Yeah, I think we're yeah. not thinking about each no, other's no. Um, well-being anymore. And no. I think the thing is because of that, I think we're becoming more sensitive. Mm. And yeah. I, uh, I, I love the net. I think it's a very double-edged sword. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah, think it's I a agree. power for good and a power yeah. for bad. Yeah. Um. And I think it is really affecting people yeah. because yeah. I think people are more sensitive to yes. negativity or yeah, you or criticism. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I was always brought up to believe criticism isn't necessarily a negative thing. Mm. It's a positive thing that you can use as a launch pad to yes, grow from. Exactly. Positive criticism is something we're told yeah, a lot. You're a teacher. You, you have to give the yes. students positive criticism yeah, back. It is. But yeah. I've come across more and more people that cannot cope mm. with any point and of criticism. criticism. Yeah. yeah. And the internet is yeah. such a point of criticism. Yes. You yeah. cannot have an idea, an opinion, or anything without somebody. Yes. Now, part yeah. of me thinks that's very realistic because yeah. if you have an opinion, you're always going to have someone who's going to yeah. fight yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But it's become ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We're so it's to the end. It's to, yeah, right. exactly. We 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 feel so. Um, I think yeah, we we feel as though we're in it's entitlement, isn't it? I think that's the trouble. We're, mm. we're in the society where you know we feel as though 
because we are we we do all have this wonderful power in a sense you know any one of us can go and tweet something or put something out there that potentially anybody can read so that in a sense i think that makes us feel quite powerful but i think we misuse that power so if we are suddenly put in a position where you know we're almost well we we first we're being made to feel little we probably aren't actually but you know if you feel in a position where you're being contradicted or you know somebody says no to you that's, a, that's what it comes no. down to somebody said no to you again an n-word n-word no so i don't i don't mind that word n it's it's how you take it it's how you grow from it mm. you know there's, there's a lovely quote about um it, it's not it's not a bad thing to make a mistake it's or you know or the the badness doesn't come from making a mistake um the badness comes from not learning from mm. your mistake you know that that's that's the difference. And so, I suppose you're the same you know, thing. You tell your students that it's like yeah, it's fine to make it's a mistake, okay to make a mistake. Yeah. as long as you learn from it. Yeah. When you make the mistake several yeah. times, yeah. that's the bad thing. And uh, in an educator's way, we have to show them why it's wrong. This is it. You know, you have to. It's not osmosis. Mm. It's not going to happen. Right. You have to say, well, no, you've done that wrong. So this is how you do it. Let's have another go. You know. And that this is it. It's not this. You don't suddenly go from A to Z. You've you've got to put the B's and the C's and the D's mm. in there. You've got to show this is the mistake you made. So we do it this way and da, da, da. You know, And this is this. Uh, why this is the one. Yeah, exactly. But you know, this yeah. is how you how you this is how you teach. This is how you educate yeah. people. You so you have to show. You have education to is something because the thing is, if yeah. I'm debating with somebody and I'm very I'm very you know you and I are very similar in this news. I don't mind saying someone saying to me no. No, exactly. I do not agree with your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. And I am perfectly fine with that as long as I can follow what we're with because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Give me a reason why you think yeah. that I am wrong exactly. or that is a no for me. Yeah. Don't just tell me no just for no. the sake of no. Precisely. Yeah. You've got to back it up. This back is it. it it's always yeah. to do with yeah. And I think this is very indicative of of life actually. I think you know we we think. We think we can just say yes or no in life, and that's enough. But no, whether if whatever we're coming into contact with, we we do have to be prepared to back up our views and and have the vocabulary to do that. This is the other thing. It's yeah. it, it's not the fact that you can shout the loudest and say yes, you have to do this, or no, I'm not going to do this. You have to be able to give a good reason for saying yes or a good reason for saying no. You know, you have to explain it. You have to explain it. You know, and then that's the way you get ourselves. you breed yeah. understanding, and yeah. understanding breeds tolerance. Yes, exactly. You know, in in my book. Yeah. No, no, none of us are born entitled, and there's no. there's no such thing as an entitled. But there are so many people. That oh think yeah, that. people think they are. You know, people. You think that money is going to buy you entitlement, or you know, because you're the best at this or that, then you are entitled. I don't think any one human is entitled. Everybody is accountable. I think. Primarily, you're accountable to yourself. I think that's the first thing to yeah. believe. I think at the end of the day, we're always, we are us, and we have to live with ourselves <laughs> for good or bad. You've got to look yourself so in the mirror. You've got to look yourself in the mirror. You have to be accountable to yourself. Now, that's the most important thing. People can't always do that. But beyond that, you then have to be accountable to the people in your life, whether that's your family, your friends, your lovers. You, you know, there is personal accountability and then beyond that yes you know you got to be accountable to the next step so the people you work with the people you you know come into contact with that you can't escape accountability 
You or have even to be the next generation, the people that will be passing on what we're passing yeah. on. Yeah. We you have know. to take responsibility and just be accountable for stuff that we and do. I, I think and I think we're now in a we're in an era now which are starting to wake up to that. But yes. I don't know how long we've spent asleep to that. I think well, it's funny you saying that because I you know, I think we we can potentially let off even our parents' generation because I, I think I think actually po- post-war Britain is fascinating because you think in after the Second World War we created the National Health Service, the welfare state, education really. You know the post-war in Britain was a, an amazing, incredible time for how we modernised everything. Um, but we also have to be aware that those things, education, health, social welfare, was put into place to cope with the world then. Um, which is different to the world now, you know. Um, but you cannot, I, I, you, you can't, do, you know, the, when people start talking about, oh, you know, what the NHS owes me this, that, whatever, it doesn't really, because uh, the NHS was brought into being for the 1940s, 1950s world. The world has changed since then. So what we now need to do is change those systems. You know, I think we need to, Adapt. Don't don't try and you know run these things the same model they had fifty six years ago because it's a different world. It is. Uh, it's a totally different world. So I think we we have to be aware of the th- we we've got some fantastic things in place, but we can't imagine that our world is still the same world it was X number of years ago. Yeah. We, we've got to if we're going to make these things last. If we are going to be still progressive and still caring and still loving. We've got to keep those values, but adapt those values to the world we're in now as no, well. No, I get so that. I, think, I get you know, I, as a scientist, um, I get that because yeah. um, for me, you start off your with your hypothesis. Mm. You start off with your experiment. Yeah. And you do your experiment. Yeah. And you've got a series of experiments. But the thing is, if some of your data comes mm. back and it's not what not you right, expect yeah. and it's not what you want, you can't just carry on with the experiments as you yeah, planned, as back in the yeah. day. You yeah. have to adapt to them, and yeah. this is a this is a concept I try and get through to my students, which yeah. a lot of them fail to grasp. Yeah. Is you have to be consistent but flexible. Flexible, yeah, yeah. So you're consistent to the idea. Yeah. You're flexible to the method. Ma- yes, yeah. Um, and a lot of them struggle with that. Yeah. A lot. So I will go into the lab with a consistent idea, and then I know that in like in a year's time, when I've got or six months time, yeah. when I've got that, I'm gonna have to be flexible. Yeah, with it. yeah. Um, and it's very hard. Uh-huh. to write grants knowing yeah. this yeah. but you still have to do it um, but yeah it's very alien to people you're yeah. either fluid, fluid or yeah. you're constant yeah. and yeah. you have to realise that life is a mix of the two yeah oh, you, can right, stay, yeah, I think, yeah. you can stay yeah. constant to who you are yeah. but you have to be flexible with the changes hmm. we're flexible with the lifestyle and I think that is something that Britain has lost mm-hmm. as in mm-hmm. we are trying to stay to a constant of the 60s yeah. and yeah. Brexit I know yeah. we're going to do something about this later on when maybe or maybe not it happens who knows at the moment <laughs> um, but you know we're trying to stay to a constant, constant. yeah and yeah. you know what we need to be flexible yeah and they've lost yeah. the flexibility because yeah. we're yeah. just like well this is what we have to do and this is what we're going to do to, to survive and so this yeah. is what we're going to have to try and impinge yeah. on this yeah and I'm like no let go yeah be yeah. flexible yeah deliver yeah. on the promises yes yeah. yeah be flexible with yeah. it um, yeah. 
you know, don't try and put a round peg in a square hole yeah. or whichever way around it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting, cause in a sense, this does all time because, you know, this, this harking back to a golden age, so whether it's movies, yeah, you know... Yeah, music, music, nostalgia, the time... But that, know, that suggests um, we haven't had enough new ideas since, doesn't it? That I, yeah. You know, we've become stagnant. That suggests we have, you know, walked into this stagnant land that reflects our politics, our music. So we're harking back we're to on something that, that plateau. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, we're really due you know, for another like acceleration. Yeah, this is it. Now whether it's going to yeah. be technology, politics, whatever, yeah. we are we are really due it now. I but think, I think we also have to it. make it. I think we also have to kind of make it happen in a sense. I think we we need to stop being. Um, Actually, we have to stop being so lily-livered in a sense because I think we've become lazy. We're very lazy. We need need backbone. Yeah, we do. We've lost it. Um, I I, I find it quite ironic in a sense. I I was thinking tying into Brexit in a sense. You know, the reason people voted for Brexit was because obviously they... And I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but I I don't believe... We want to change. um, The notion of, oh, if you voted for Brexit, you're a racist. No, I don't think... that's, That's bollocks. Sorry, but I think peop- the people who voted for Brexit realised that Britain has become a bit of a uh, a bit of a sort of like half and half type country, and you know I think people want to see Britain as a country being just a bit more not aggressive but a bit more confident, and and mm. in a sense this <laughs> the whole situation we've got at the moment reflects what the matter is with Britain because the Brexit we've got or the the suggested Brexit is still trying to keep everybody happy and I think you're not going to do that I think that's the, the, the bottom line we have to realise we're never going to keep everybody happy in our life we can't keep well, everybody happy well we took happy. a democratic vote yeah the vote came yeah. down on this side exactly. therefore you know. that is the sign that yeah. this is what they're yeah. supposed to deliver yeah. on um, we can't always come up with something of as people we can't we can't always keep everybody happy but I in think our it's, lives it's, you a, know. it's a lack of backbone yeah. because you lack yeah. of backbone and saying right this is this and we're going to do it, mm. and it's like, oh, yeah. we're going to try and keep both camps yeah, happy. Precisely. You're not, you're not going to no, do. You're not, not going to do. Because that. by trying to do that, you you make it worse for yourself. Because you know, but by, by trying to be too fair, almost, mm. um, yeah, you're actually you're not actually fronting up to the question. You, I think sometimes the best thing in life is to have a definite decision. Yes. You know, and that that can be painful sometimes. That isn't going to ha- make everybody happy. But it is a definite decision. And you, you know, know, we've spoken about it several yeah. times as, as the anxiety goes when the decision Precisely is made. The decision is made. Yeah. And you decide to stick with that yeah. decision. You've, yeah, this is it. Sometimes you've got to just swallow that pill. Yeah. Because you're never gonna be So government who weren't really on it, the pill has been dealt. Yeah. Now yeah. you've got to Precisely. swallow it and yeah. just follow off on it. Yeah. And I know we're gonna have well, I say we're going to have we 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 discussed that we yeah. would have a Brexit special with yeah, a B right, number definitely. of wine yeah. in the in the I've next. Got the month list or so. of things we discussed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> did you? I I totally believe yeah. that this could have been a far better process yeah. had the right person been in charge. Yeah. I don't exactly. know whether you saw the thing on um, was it Channel Four that did Uncivilized War the yes. Brexit thing? Yeah. yeah. I reckon that yeah. Dominic Cummins mm. had he been in charge of Brexit, it would have been a far better thing. Far better. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, I'm sorry to the government. Mm. I you know I'm very believer in politics. I love my politics, but 
Why did you not give this guy a job? Facebook he wanted reminds it. Reminds me, two years ago, Facebook this morning said you have memories brought back, and two years ago I put a post about Donald Trump has been in power for five days, and he's already detailed all these things he wants to do. Yeah. Theresa May it has been prime minister for the last six months, and I, I can't remember why, but I said she's only just getting around to talk about Brexit. And I, I just said, this is quite fascinating. And I thought, my God, I posted that two years ago. Mm. And nothing's and it's changed, changed, actually. You know, so, a little um, bit more hating. Yeah. The one thing I will give respect <laughs> to Donald Trump, and I swear to God, this is going out on radio, so it's going to be more <laughs> podcast, it's going to be recorded for history forever, and I yeah, probably will be issuing. I don't, I will put it on record. I do not like Donald Trump. No. I do not like the things no. he stands for. No. However, mm. as a person who said... I am going to do X, Y, and yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah. Barring my, he's just stepped down yeah. from the whole well, yeah, kind of thing about the war. But he has got into power he's, yes, and done he's X, done X, Y, and Z. Z. Yes, However has. popular or unpopular it has been, he has done it, and that is the yeah. kind of politician yeah. we need. I, I agree. And it's just, yeah. I'm so fed up with politicians who go, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and they get into power, and oh, they do nothing. They do nothing. I mean, they're, just, they're scared. We're, we're, I think. I, they are the scared, you like it. It's, because if you're not scared, fear, you go for it. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's sad because I mean, we, we've we got um, a government... Is that, this is the ironic thing. I mean, I quite admire all the leaders. And I think the leaders... No, I think anyone I think, who's willing to lead this country or do anything yeah, deserves respect. I think, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've, they're doing a job we're not willing yeah, to precisely, do. Precisely, you know. But uh, the actual... The, the, the parties behind the leaders... I, I don't... I see the Conservatives are very mixed up, you know, self destroying party I'm sorry Labour and Labour has Corbyn that, that he, well it, I think he speaks well uh, he's he speaks an interesting well, speaker he's got nothing behind he's got there's nothing no behind, no there's no substance it's and not like well, he, he, to me he's like we'll do this we'll do that but there's no kind of like well, no, because of X, Y, Z they are meant to be they are meant to be the official opposition there's nothing there's nothing there's there there's nothing of there of substance you know. Lib Dems do they exist well you see again Vince Cable is a fantastic speaker but He's only got three or four people behind him. There might be more. I can't remember offhand, but oh. you know they. I, I think we're in a very sad time. That you know it's um, well, yeah. I d it's a mess. It really it is, is a mess. mess. And I, I think the only way to deal with it is somebody has got to be a little bit more dogmatic, a little bit more. You don't have to be a bastard. No, you don't have to be nasty, but you just need to be a bit more strong. I think you need to have a bit more oomph about you, you know, and say, this yeah. is what we're doing, you know, or... This is what we're doing, this, this is, what is we're X, doing, Y, and Z, you know. and this is what's happening. Yeah. Come on, get behind it. He does, and see, I think this is where Trump falls into the mistake of being a little... He can be nasty. And yes, and arrogant. He's arrogant, and arrogance never works, I don't think. Um, I, I, I admire people who can be strong and be a leader without being nasty and arrogant you know because it's possible it is possible to do that you can be positive you can be a leader you can be you know forward thinking and you can be progressive but you don't have to be nasty with it you know but you've just got to have the the gumption to say come on this is how we do it okay yeah. let's do it this way you know? but that's the difference between just to try and bring it back to end yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're we're enjoying our normal conversations here rather than normal but but it's normal normal versus normal versus yeah. narcissists yeah. narcissists yeah. oh there's so many narcissists yeah. now i yeah. think but we're, we're in a society we're, we're, we're encouraged to be narcissists aren't we really yeah. you know i i think unfortunately you know we the, the fact we have a platform you know, 
of course we all love the fact that we can you know be looked at we all we can be light we can be we light can, we can take you know, a thousand selfies a and get that one us, perfect photograph and yeah. stick it on as if it's nothing yeah. But it, oh. it, it does it does appeal to us we you know that appeals to our being loved you know, appeals exactly we want to be loved it's a human nature to want to be loved and, and to be you know, nature cherished and, 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 and yeah. yeah you know and i think we're in a world where any one of us can do it you know we can do it from a we don't even have to go out we don't have to go out and be friendly with people we can just wait for people to See, Talk I reckon, this, I reckon <laughs> most of the people that are stars on the internet don't uh, ever go out and no, meet proper people. I don't think they do. No, no, they don't. They I don't mean, need to. I mean, there's no. probably people that are against that, and I because I've now put the website out on every part <laughs> of uh, my social media, I'm going to get attacked now. Um, but um, but have you? I've never seen a Kardashian interviewed. I've never. You know, because the thing is, they would argue that oh, well, it is an interview because like, they're filmed in the life and then they've got the the pieces to camera. Yeah, but you can tell that it's scripted. Exactly. You know, all the housewives. Yeah. It's still scripted. Yeah. And there, you want to see. You know, I want to see you go and trip on the street. Yes. Precisely. I want to see you make a faux pas in yeah. your your fashion. Yeah. And I don't know. It's yeah. just we are in such a weird. Normal is weird now. Normal. No, there is no normal. I think I think you're right. What what is normality? You know, and I think the trouble is we I suppose in a sense, and again it's this double edged sword, we are all allowed to define our own normality. Uh, yeah. Um which is lovely, but then when you realise your normality doesn't match with somebody else's but normality. I think we, we are in a dichotomy uh, yeah, of yeah. normalities. Because yeah. you've got people of our era, yeah. our generation, where we're like, well, it's the connections we make with the people. Mm. It's what we do yeah. in this world that yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. We are more—I don't want to say more engaged because I know people will take offence to that—but there is something about us that is different I, yeah, to the no, generation. I think there is. The generation no. after me. Yeah, I, no, and I, I, I think, think you can see. True. I can see it in yeah. some of the people in my friends yeah. and some of these. But yeah. I think the generation after me, after yeah. you, is a very different normal yeah. to what we see as yeah. normal. Yeah. And I don't know whether it was our generations of parents trying to protect them from what we went through. Possibly. Um, yeah. And it's created this other mm. world of normal, which we just see as, mm. huh? You know, yeah. what is this? This isn't normal. The fact that we question is quite important because, you know, to question is, uh, is never a bad thing, you know. And I, I, I think potentially that maybe this is the, the cusp that we've got a not everybody but we've possibly got one or two generations now I mean this is the scary thing Keely when we, we are actually talking now about you know there are a couple of generations younger than us now you know Oof. we've got people in their 20s who are generations before there's such a difference between those generations there is it's like almost exactly. like a cliff has happened yeah uh, but th this is the thing see uh, this we are now dealing with uh, you know people in their 20s who've been brought up in this world of not to challenge you know, uh, who you believe the first thing you're told, and I'd argue this is possibly the big difference. We are of a generation where we're not necessarily being cynical, but we will ask a question. We'll say, "Well, justify yourself. Why? 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 Tell me why." And it's you amazing know. the number um, of people that can't justify. They can't justify. Yeah, but we've now got a couple of generations younger than us who will take things on board. If enough people say it to them, then it's true. And that's the that's the big 
worry in a way. Are you seeing because you, know, you have students that are yeah. four or five years younger yeah. than the students I see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you yeah. ask a student, I'm asking my master's students yes. to justify, justify their opinion. Yeah. We haven't even stopped asking for their opinion yeah. because they can't justify. They can't do it. They can't do it. You can't. They but don't know what it means to justify. I know. Are you, if you know. you're seeing it in your students, oh, yeah. you say, "Give yeah. me an opinion," and then justify. Yes. And they can't do it. They can't do it. No, because they they will say, "Oh, you know, th this is." most people say this or this is what I've read um, so to them the fact that most if you know all the their friends the majority of people have said something or the majority of their friends have said something then it has to be true but when you then ask for them to personally engage in something that's what they can't do so their normality um, is what is around them. around them yeah it's not Rather a personal choice it's not, a personal it's thing. not an in, it's not an it's not a. Um, Has it always been that way, though? Do you think normality no, is I just always I around you? No, I don't think so. So I, I, as a as a teenager, so I, I was a, became a teenager in the eighties. Now the eighties was an interesting time because it was became quite fractured in terms of it did come down to sort of like image and style and stuff. And so when I first started, yeah, I started going to pubs when I was fourteen, fifteen, which you talk about. Eight, mid 80s mid 80s was interesting because it you was very tell then though they still let you go well they let you go but it was it was very trendy so when I first started going I was going to trendy pubs you know mm. so you had to you know have the, the stripy shirts on <laughs> and you had to have the back flick and you know um, and you, you, you'd be dancing to your wham and your your Joanne um, but then I discovered the alternative scene I you know Rock City and because in, indie became a big part of the theatre mm. so you know you go off and you'd get into goth and alternative stuff and you, you had a choice that was the thing about the ages that all this stuff was going on and I made a conscious decision so you know I'd go out I'd meet up with some mates we'd often go to a, a pub um, you know 10 or 15 of us and and then come 11 o'clock we'd all go off to different clubs because they were all mates but you know my, my more trendy mates would go off to the, the Ritzy which was you know sloppy shirts Whereas me and a few of others would go to Rock City because it was alternative night. Um, so, it, um, where's this coming from? Why did I get into this conversation? I've just lost my train of thought, clearly. What were we talking about? I can't remember what we were talking about. I can't remember. God, this I've is where the wine's got to us. Yeah, I've gone on a study. We're doing well. We've um, done an hour and a half. Yeah, and we've done okay. It's just got, I've, um, I, I think it's making a decision. Was making a, yeah, I, I, I could have gone either way I and to begin with when I first there's an alternative. Yeah. Yeah, it's an alternative. You go with yeah. the mainstream where you're yeah. I don't know whether that alternative is there now. I don't think it is. And yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that comes back to what we're talking about. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think I think, <laughs> I think yeah, no actually yeah, I think the trouble is, um, everybody wants to fit in now. You, you, to be Nobody, you don't see, want to be alternative. It was cool to be it the was rebel cool in to be different, exactly. You know, I. It was hard, but it was hard. But you can also you allowed because you weren't but you weren't by yourself. I mean, I you know I remember, um, it was it was quite a nice thing. You know, I had some great mates, and some of our mates would sooner, you know, go off to the <laughs> to grab a granny night at the Ritzy, the white stilettos. You know, I can't be doing with that. So I wanted. To, I I remember sitting in the the tap and tumbler pub, which is. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's nice. There was a girl we were at school with, and Andy, 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 yeah, she was an Andy. So a group of four or fives. She would do our makeup for us every Saturday night. We'd sit in a row, on a, <laughs> on a on a cushioned seat, 
and she would do our eyeliner for it before I did to Rock City, you know, and it became quite a ritual. Because boys can't do that. Boys can't do it, yeah, you know, and yeah, she would just say, come on, do, 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 do. right, we're ready, and then we got to Rock City with our eyeliner's eyes and, you know, our long flowing coats, and, uh, but two hours earlier, we'd been with the other lads in the pub having a few But pies, there was an acceptance you know, then, uh, as well. It was well. okay. It was and now right, it's almost you know. like you're in different <laughs> tribal camps yeah. and it's war. And it's and war, and, you know. Oh, and you're not so that, people are scared. You see, this is the thing, it's, people feel safe by following a crowd. Um, and I, I would love, I would love a, a bit of teenage angst, a bit of teenage rebellion these days. I, I'd love, you know, punk, to well, s- some version of punk or well, rock and yeah. roll. You know, every teenage generation from the 50s, probably through to the well, 90s, has it. had a kickback. You, you had know. it in the films as well. You had yeah, Footloose. Exactly. That was the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. You had The Breakfast Club yeah. that had all the misfits. We don't have misfits. No, there's now, no do misfits. We? You know, we're not allowed to be. Every post war, well, sorry, post, yeah, post war, I think. Post millennial, we don't have any Well, no, we don't. I mean, you know, from the 50s. Because I was a misfit. Yeah, James Dean in the fifties. You know, James Dean was, the, you know, the, you know, the archetypal. Yeah, that in his rebel, you had you know. anything goth. Nineties was uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, there was. I, I was on that hill. Was and those things. It was all dance. It was all. Yeah. I had the Marilyn yeah. Manson. And then it was almost like since millennial. We haven't had anything really. It's all. It been was something like fit in, fit in for the pattern. Fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in. And there is, you know. even if you listen to the music, it's not really. I mean, the biggest gap is probably R and B versus pop. But really, they're all the same. If oh, I yeah. listen to them, it's yeah. the thing. And what it's so interesting. That's funny you saying that because I was looking at what defines indie these days. Indie um, covers everything from the nineteen seventy five to. Um, rap these days, so it's, it's a, yeah, that is indie now. That is indie. Anything that isn't sort of like old out and out pop chart oriented is classed as indie. And you know the whole definition of all this stuff has become a bit skew with. I think. Um, uh, I think we need a. It's I, I quite. We need a nouvelle. Yeah, we need we need something. I, I quite Niche. like the fact that you know as as a teenager. You were kind of allowed to kick off a bit. You were allowed to find your own tribe because you I don't think you're niche. Another end, niche. And I don't think yeah. you have that now. No, no. And yeah, I think it's human nature to want it. But the trouble is, if you're not presented with it, then you will go for the the easiest course to go for, yeah. which is fitting in. Yeah, yeah I think you do um, have that thing. So I don't know. I just we've been talking for what an hour and a half now. That was clever, Keely. We're on an hour. 29 and 30 seconds, so you're only 30 seconds off. There's a clock behind you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to have... scientists. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, hello. Hello. (laughs) But I'm saying, but considering... You know, this is something I find very unique to the letter N when I was Uh, thinking about it, as in... It's one of those letters that I kind of see as a... I'm not negative. Yeah, negative. 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 Because what yeah. have we done for the last hour and a half? Mm. We've been harping back to nostalgia. Yeah. And niche. Yes. Um, and the N is negative, negative. and negative. And oh. what the N, the nth term is the a big thing in science. Yeah, we nth degree. Yeah, the nth degree. It's become a, it's an it's abstract an letter, isn't it? It's, it's an unknown. Yeah. So and that we struggled. N is we couldn't find any no. food. No. And, it's, and yeah. it, I mean, I mean, look, where does N come in the alphabet? Let's think A. In the middle. B. C D E F G H I J. This is how I teach alphabet. 
J K L M N. So that's fourteen thirds. So it's it's the other side of the middle. We've drawn we've drawn M, which we kind of just yeah. It's very middling. It is. We're on an hour and a half. So do we want about? We probably should wrap it now. Wrap it up. Any final ends? Any 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 ends? New York is fabulous. I've never. You've been to New York. I've been to New York. It's fantastic. Um, I I want to go back. Um, but I think I think any N is one of those very um because it's and again weirdly it's in the middle of the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. It's a negative but also a positive because it's new. New. It's novel. That's good. New. Yeah. You've got nostalgia and negative, and I think it is perfectly placed in the alphabet. Whether there is any cosmic kind of power to that, I don't know. Nouveau. 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 Um. But um. Yeah. Um, Nick's just kissed his dog by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> I think I think the middle of, we've done M, but I think the middle of the alphabet is very mm. powerful, and mm. uh, it's a it's a very kind of black and mm, black and white, black, not and black white. or yeah. white yeah. Uh, letter, and it's a very interesting because the thing is, it's one of those letters that you can turn on its side, like turn it upside down, and it's still N. Are you looking at my big N? I up am there. looking at your big yeah. N. Up there. No, see that N, my my nieces bought that for my mum because she was nan ah. but I've kept it because I nick <laughs> <laughs> and I saw yeah. something on twitter only today that said nun is just an n doing somersaults oh I like that that's good isn't it I know I've not nun doing somersaults but uh, yeah I think n is a very interesting letter and you've you've heard it there folks so we'll wrap up and so an hour and a half. There you go. We're doing well. Yes. We're doing well. Yeah, there we go. So um, I've got a list of what we're doing next. The February. Was, oh, V. V for Valentine's. V for Valentine's. Yeah, so we'll then be we back have to with yeah. V. V for Valentine's. For, and then Mark, was B for, was B, it B, B for B breakfast? B for breakfast. 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 My favourite meal of the day. But Brexit because, well, <laughs> if it happens, who knows? Yeah. I hope it does. We're going to work would, around yeah. my Lent, though. Yeah. We'll have coffee. We'll have coffee in Lent. That's okay. That's not the same we'll, fun we'll have though. Cocaine. <laughs> I've never done cocaine. But it's the I first know, time. So who could get that? <laughs> I could find some. I could find Oh I've just said that online. Um anyway. You didn't mention names, no, but it's fine. Next next time V. V V for Vendetta. V for Valentine. Yeah. Um Happy New Year. Happy go off. Go off. Go home. <laughs> have a shower. Go away. I'm trying to find the stock key. Oh, <laughs> oh it's saying. got all, all my mouse's drums. Where is going on with you? There you go. Oh, 